Hey, everybody. Welcome back to the Play to Win podcast. This is Alex, and I've got the other game gurus here, Jared. Yo. And Josh. Hello. How is everybody doing on this beautifully, bitterly cold New Year? Good. Yeah, good overall. Just hate walking out and getting a cold kick to the nuts. <laughs> it is yeah. it is brutal. Um, you know, when you walk outside and you're not expecting it because you're in your nice warm home and suddenly you walk out and it's like a wall of ice hits you in the face and it's hard to breathe and well like there were a few punch. days there where our that made me cold i had to like put my hood on degrees warmer than outside <laughs> yeah no that that's real like it it turns out that you're uh if you have a a garage fridge or freezer or something like that it's actually warming your your food <laughs> yeah. instead of cooling it when i mean we went from i mean this past week you know was what the third week of february uh january not february and we experienced as low as negative like 40 degree wind chill oh. right and then well, we went from that to like 32 degrees the next day that was so. a, i mean it felt <laughs> it felt good outside in 32 degrees after that did you see that during the Chiefs game or there was after the Chiefs game, I guess that they had like a ton of people present to the ER for hypothermia and frostbite. Hey, Not man, surprised. They bought, they bought the ticket. Well, yeah. Like how many of them were those people that were just, you know, hanging out without any shirts and stuff? I know on? that's what I was thinking. Oh, <laughs> that, that is, that is I saw not, this great, uh, uh this, sorry, this is really off track, but this great meme, and it was uh, Gandalf showing up at what is that Helm's Deep or whatever that big castle, oh. and oh, yeah, it's yeah. just it's just like Raytown residents who've been priced out of out of uh, postseason Arrowhead showing up with their twenty five dollar tickets, and this dude from Raytown responded, he goes, "This is both hilarious and accurate." Oh, no. <laughs> I actually meant to look if tickets were somewhat reasonable for that game oh, they were, since it they was so were cold. Well under 50 bucks. I I don't think you could have paid me enough money to go to that game in hindsight. Mm-hmm. It was no. brutal, man. Not, it was not, so brutal. None of it's going out there for me, obviously. But <laughs> well yeah. If you're a Rabbit Chiefs fan then maybe. Well obviously a lot of people did it. That game was sold out, I believe. It, it looked sold out. They were having trouble keeping the field warm. I mean, yeah, the dolphins definitely. Dolphins definitely didn't look uh, like they were comfortable. Yeah. <laughs> They're warm weather creatures. Yeah. I don't blame them. <laughs> dolphins don't belong in negative thirty degrees. I also neither do I. I don't belong in negative thirty degrees. So they don't. Also, they don't belong on land either. That's true. But this game would have been a lot worse if it was played in the water. It'd be like Blitzball. So that's a good segue into our topic of the day, which is video games. This is a video Final game Fantasy podcast. <laughs> At least that's on track. So we so. have a we have a ton. I mean, there's not really a ton of news because it's been a little bit slow. But you know, you know being the new year and a lot of people being off in that time period, um, there is quite a bit of news since last time we talked. But we're just going to kind of touch on some of the highlights. First thing I think I'd like to get a, a 
a sense of is what is everybody's thoughts on game of the year? We had several outlets announce their game of the year since last time we talked, including the, the game, uh, the game awards. We have the individual news outlets talking about their game winners. I don't think anybody is surprised by the games that pulled different wins. I mean, we have breath of the wild making wins. We have, um, Obviously, Baldur's Gate winning the big one at the Game Awards. We have Alan Wake 2 with some wins. And even Starfield won some Xbox-specific Game Awards, uh, Game of the Year Awards. My game won something even, which is kind of funny. Which game? Cyberpunk. Cyberpunk. Oh, yeah. That well, That's continued support, right? Yeah. Uh, yeah, that's an interesting one too. A lot there's a lot of discussion about that. There was definitely a lot of discussion on the game awards. So, what do we think about the games that won game of the year? What do we think specifically, I should say, about Baldur's Gate 3 winning the game of the year at the game awards? Granted, and I, I'll give my two cents cuz I have the least to say about this, I think, cuz I haven't played it yet, but uh from what I've heard and from what I've seen of Baldur's Gate, I think it's deserved and it's I know it's not like technically a, a super impressive game, but just like the 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 rabbit hole iceberg of, of narrative choices and freedom in that game and the I think that's pretty freaking awesome. Mm-hmm. Yeah, so, it's um, it's mad it's maddeningly um deep deep and yeah. fun to kinda experience that aspect of the game and and just for them to have the the presence of mind to predict what crazy players are going to do and then write a branch narrative for it is very impressive or what players aren't going to do and then you know they really kind of uh uh, extremely altered the outcome of the game in which you know they are playing right so So. that's my two cents now folks that have actually played the game can discuss it confidently <laughs> one one of the most i think technically impressive aspects of this game is the fact that you can play co-op in this game and do completely different things be yeah. on completely different parts of the map doing completely different actions one person's in combat one person's in conversation it's that part is technically very impressive and also yeah, a reason that. why there were some issues getting it on the series s understandably because the series s struggled to do that split screen which is what another incredible aspect of this yeah. game is that they were able to do that josh what are your <clears throat> thoughts on Baldur's gate 3 you know just kind of your quick thoughts i know you've been playing it as well yeah i've been uh basically since the couple days after christmas i've been playing it almost exclusively uh with maybe one or two other games as exceptions but um it's i I agree with basically everything we're saying so far i mean i think there are some you know aesthetic things that maybe they could have improved but you know as far as like what the actual game is and what it was intended to do um which is provide a immersive uh experience where you know choice and action meet to allow you you know 
a hundred different avenues to, to carry a playthrough. And, you know, a lot of that can change depending on the type of character you have, you know, the uh, build that you have, if you will. Um, whether you've chosen to create a avatar uh, player or play as one of the, you know, the just pick the people that the game, the NPCs yeah. that they provide for you. Um, and then, of course, the kind of FOMO that comes along with a, a game oh, yeah. of extreme choices like that. Like, well, yeah. you know, I kind of want to know after I've made a choice um, or relatively soon after I've made a choice, if I did the right or wrong thing, you know, for you know, what kind of future yeah. outcomes that I would like to experience. So that's kind of fun about it, too. You know, the the concept of like, well, do I do I reload saves or do I let the dice tell the story, you know, mm -hmm. so to speak, as you would on a true tabletop experience. It's uh, it's it's really kind of cool um, to kind of give you both options at once. And it's really accessible, accessible too. you know, you can change the difficulty yeah. much like you could uh, with. Uh, I think Hogwarts Legacy and maybe a couple other games that came out this year where it's just changed the difficulty like right on the fly, you know? Yeah, I, I like that. I like you said, accessibility, it makes it, you know, I don't have time to play games like I used to because Starfield I have a full-time job. Does that as well. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Yeah, so it's nice to be able to I I can't redo this fight 16 times, you know, these more difficult fights. It's nice to be able to drop it and to kind of move on so I don't plateau and decide you I'm know. done with this. I'm tabling this now. Well, so, you know, it's funny, you know, I brought up like looking or uh, you know, trying to get the best outcomes that you can. And um you know, that that kind of had a discussion that or sparked a discussion between me and my girlfriend kind of on, you know, like, well, so like looking things up, right. To, to yeah. figure out what you might or may or may not want to have happen. Like if you do something that you did and you're like, Oh crap, I don't want that to happen. So you like reload something and try to replay it again. Just kind of like, um, you know, if I was younger, I might be more apt to let the, you know, in more, in more than not cases, um, let the dice tell the story. But, you know, as mm -hmm. I've got older and there's more claims on my time, um, I kind of want to get the experience that I want in the, the story told that I want to experience. So, um, just trying to you know navigate that in a more efficient manner. I appreciate in a well, setting like that. And this game is designed to be able to do that. It's got the built-in mm -hmm. quick saves. It's got so many different save options. So it's like really go into a conversation, save it before you do anything, and then oh shit, I missed that chat that dice roll. Let me go back and see it because I really kind of want to see what would happen if I got that. Oh man, he kills himself. Whoa! Yeah. I never would have expected that. Okay, that was pretty cool. I'm glad I did well, that. And then, you know, you can save in conversations, too. So yeah. if you don't if you don't get like the if you don't meet like a perception or persuasion or intimidation or deception check that you were trying to to make an outcome that could be more dire, uh, swing it to be a more favorable outcome. And yeah. uh, you can and they could be in succession, like you could have like a, a 10 and then a 14 and then a 21, which, you know, you're basically only going to get um, if you roll a, qu a crit you know, crit success or have a combination of, yeah. uh, you know, abilities that check up to the difference. So, so I, I mean, there's a lot to like about this game. Yeah. Um, I think it's a lot of fun. I've spent a lot of time in it. I'm like 80 hours in 
act three. I'm about really that loving too. it. And we can we can do a dedicated episode. And I, I have we have a couple of friends who I was talking to them last night. They put over a thousand hours into yeah. it. Yeah, jeez. So we'll uh we'll we'll bring them on and because they're doing some like honor run or something or or another. Huh. And right now and it's some hard difficult. Oh yeah yeah it's the hardest difficulty. Yeah that's that's what they're doing now. Um, but. There's definitely uh, a lot to talk about. Um, I, I, I think well, we need to move on. But right. before we do, I, I do. Say. I do want to point out that there there are some drawbacks of this game that that should be noted. Um, the save issues mm-hmm. that seem to be fixed now, but have been a repeated problem on all model, uh, all aspects or all releases of the game. Yeah. And this game has had the advantage of being in um, early release for like three years. So yeah. it's not like new, which is it, it has a huge advantage of that. Uh, so thanks, Jared, for keeping us on track. Let's switch to the <laughs> talking about Xbox just had their developer direct not too long ago. By the time you've heard this, um, I I don't know if anybody watched the de- developer direct. I just kind of reviewed and caught some highlights of it. I picked out three games that I'm personally interested in checking out. Um, first, we got a release date for Hellblade 2. That's Sorry, coming out no. in May of this year. It's going to be another short six-hour-ish playthrough. Um, it's still it, worthwhile, though. And I think if those games are any longer, then it'll it'll overstay its welcome. But I figured out something new about that game that kind of... It's it's hilarious, but it, it kind of... Say more. I was like, ugh. It, it doesn't matter how many times you die. That's just to get in your head. Yeah. It, it makes it seem like dying is a bad thing. Yeah. Like, I just learned that. I'm like, really? <laughs> yeah, they wanted to pressure you into, like, feeling like you needed to do well, but ultimately it doesn't matter. Well, they, they, yeah, they wanted you to feel anxious like her. Yeah. But in any case, I'm excited for it, and I do need to finish the first one. I'm excited for it. I loved the first and one. I can only imagine what this one's going to look like, because the last one, however many years old, still looks incredible. So this is just going to be visually stunning i believe what they've shown looks amazing like it may be the best looking game we've ever seen right i i I need to dive into that more i've only watched it on my phone but i need to watch it on the 4k tv (laughs) did you guys either of you guys watch the indiana jones uh uh, i forget great circle is that what it is yeah yeah i think so i i haven't watched that trailer yet i need to dive into it um but and I heard it takes place between uh, Raiders and um, Last Crusade. Yep. Uh, but yeah, yeah, I'm kind of I tried to watch Dial of Destiny the other day. And I was like, I, I can't do this right now. <laughs> that it, I, I saw that in theaters and it's it's uh, absurd. I, yeah. I don't know. <laughs> I, I saw it in theaters and I watched it last night again and it, I enjoy it like it's not. Probably it's better than as, stupid Crystal Skulls, but it was like, better than Crystal Skull. It wasn't as good as the original three, but it was okay. It I was love okay. Mads, though. Matt Mads, anything Mickelson's in, man. Is this a spoiler? Uh, Shia LaBeouf is dead. I, I, dead. I think <laughs> not. Not actually Shia LaBeouf, but his character yeah, is dead. The character, the character Shia is LaBeouf, dead. Yeah. as far as I know, is still kicking out there. No, the son, that, that, no Shia LaBeouf is going to be like a priest. Anyway, we're getting off track, but yeah. Uh, <laughs> So I'll back, check it out when I hear it looks, back, yeah. Looks so we've got we. It, it looks really good. Indiana Jones. It's it's machine games. We know it's first person now. It's got a lot of uh, whip action. 
punching <laughs> and some gunplay. So so like what you'd expect Saturday night. It does. Uh, there are it looks like it's going to be pretty. There are some good puzzles in there and a lot of optional puzzles to keep people in involved. Um, it sets itself apart from the indie like games, right? Like mm. it, it it's, does a pretty good job of setting that they have Harrison Ford's likeness and yeah. it looks good. Yeah. And uh, Troy Baker is doing the voice, which is interesting as well. Harrison Forge is collecting all that, all them checks I, right now. All that passive money, right? <laughs> he didn't have to do anything, and he's he's making so much money. And his legacy gets to live on as Indiana Jones. Right. So that comes out. That is set to come out this year. I'm actually like I was not really that excited about it until I saw this trailer. So I'll be interested to hear what you guys think once you've seen it. The other big one I wanted to talk about. I know this panel was pretty excited for. You know, uh, you know, back when it was announced was avowed. Yes, I am really excited for this game. Josh, what are you thinking about Avowed? I actually have not seen, I didn't watch the developer direct on it, so I don't know much more about it other than what we've been told before that. But um, yeah, I'm just from what we've seen, I'm excited for it. Obviously, it's, you know, in that genre of kind of like a high fantasy, you know, uh, RPG. Well, and it's so, like, it, it's it's pretty... Of, of Bethesda fans, um, yeah. they all agree that uh, New Vegas is the best Far Cry or, uh, Fallout game, and that was developed by Obsidian. And so everybody thinks that Obsidian does Bethesda better than Bethesda. And so this is kind of, and I, I hate to say a Skyrim clone because it's not; it's its own thing. But it's a sh- it's a chance for Obsidian to do a fantasy esque um, game in the same view as skyrim so i'm excited to see what they do i, can, I don't think it's going to be as big as skyrim but no, no. it looks with obsidian it feels like they give you quality over quantity i'm not saying skyrim wasn't quality because i spent so much time in that game but uh i'm so excited for this i I'm with you, Jared. I, I'm excited. I, I honestly I didn't need to see more. A lot of people were not super high on the trailer released last year. Yeah. But I don't know. I I liked what I saw at the trailer. Um it does seem like they walked back a little bit of the like colorful um cartooniness. Yeah. So that's not quite as prevalent as it was. And you know, I, I I don't know. I I think what to expect going into this game is a really good story, a tight, more tight story with some offshooting, branching stuff to go through. Um, think think more along combat, the lines, great satisfying combat. Think out more along the lines of an outer worlds, right? But set in a Skyrim type fantasy, not but huge later like in the timeline because I'm like, pretty sure there's like Flint. There, yeah, stuff. there's flint pistol and that's kind of you can dual wield pistols. They've got, you know, it's kind of like a first person Harry Potter. You got you can get <clears> wands <throat> and stuff yeah. like that, too. It, they were showing off some combat that was pretty neat. Um, I'm going to share this key art here is really cool. I'm not sure if you guys have seen it, so I'm going to pop that in. But yeah, if they can keep this Let's within like sh- a like a 40 hour playthrough. Um, here we go including some like side stuff like i think that will be amazing uh it's not copying here we go 
copy image. Yeah, so I, I think I, I honestly I as I've gotten older <laughs> again, um, I have started to enjoy more tight, shorter games as opposed to everything being ridiculously long. I Those need a balance. Creed games broke me. I, I used to just like give me oh, all I know, but I'm just like, I, I, I can't and have the minimal be 90 hours to get through the freaking stories. So, so avowed is coming out later this year as well. So we're set to have, and, and all those are coming to game pass. So we're set uh, uh, on that front pretty well. <laughs> the Xbox side. We also got some information about the new mana game visions of yeah. mana which looks pretty cool. I mean, I'm stoked for it. I'm a huge fan of Secret, going all the way back to Secret of Mana, back the Mana series. Josh, uh, do you have any quick thoughts on the new Mana game before we jump? Not, I mean, not really. I mean, it looks more, obviously, um, I think at least one of, you know, I'm not as up on the Mana series as you are, but I know at least one of the past couple games is kind of more open world. And this one looks to be um, even further in that vein, right? Uh, I'm so, you mean by like the stylus style? Yeah, or, like you can kind of just free roam and kind of. It, it seems, yeah, Mana has always been a open kind of action adventure RPG. Yeah. You know, you think more like Legend of Zelda Link to the Past kind of where you're able right. to like actually swipe the sword as opposed to doing turn based stuff. And so it seems like it's more in that vein as well. Well, that one I'm looking forward to. That is coming out this summer, I believe. So that may, I'll probably pick that up and have, you know, usually the summer is not as, as full jam-packed of stuff. Uh, another thing I wanted to quickly touch on is we've got the se second season of Halo coming out February 8th. Mm -hmm. I know Jared and I are stoked by that. I'm hoping for good things. It looks like they're teasing some pretty big things. Yeah, from the they're Halo just universe. diving into Fall of Reach, which is what we've assumed. Yeah, that I think this is the season that makes or breaks the show. Yeah, no, first sure. season was OK. Um, it had some really good moments. It clearly set that it was not the same story. It, but they also took some interesting creative. They chances. did. <laughs> they did. Um, so, you know, let's see where it goes. I, at times, the last season felt like a made for TV, like a sci fi TV show or like a, it felt like a giant show. pilot. Yeah, it really did. So I'm hoping they they step it up a little bit in this season and really make it make it something special. The last thing we'll talk about, and then we'll shift to Starfield is switch Two rumors are seriously heating up. Yeah. It seems pretty much a foregone conclusion that we're getting a switch to this year at the end, by the end of the year. How do we feel about that? Do we think that's real? Do we think that's going to happen? Likely? I don't know what it's going to be. Um, that's I, a good question. I mean, there have been, you know, numerous ideas thrown out, like, will it be more of like a add on, you know, essentially to what the current generation is? Accessory, yeah. yeah. Will it be, you know, in that, that it's like a, a dock, right. You know, upgrade. Um, they should have done that a long yeah. time ago, done a dock upgrade to switch yeah. the, the switch just to get some more boost for yeah. when you're playing games on the dock. I don't know why they did. Well, and, then, and then they could like, you know, certain games like they could, uh, you know, like a like a Breath of the Wild or Tears of the Kingdom, you know, like they could uh, release that with more of like dock play in mind, you know, too. Yeah. And, and just 
best on doc. You know, you could say yeah. that and it just kind of like it dials back some of the things not doc. But whatever, yeah. that's that's too late to yeah. go with that one. Right. Did you see the um, the rumor Game Shark is back? <laughs> uh, yeah, as, cool. As AI Shark. And they they released their first like marketing thing was releasing on in September alongside the Switch 2. Oh, that's cool. Um, so then they tweeted afterwards. We have no idea when the next switch is coming out. We are just uh, guessing. <laughs> so, no, you know, there's speculation. Do they actually know? Probably not. But I, I think that shows this uh, just how strong the belief is that the switch two is coming out this this year. Yeah, yeah I probably agree. I'm hoping back, you know, I we've talked about this briefly, but I, I want backwards compatibility. I want the same kind of thing that the Switch is, just better, you know. I don't, I, and and Nintendo is one of those wild cards where they're like, we know you love the Switch, but we're doing everything that you loved about it is gone, and we're doing something completely different and wild. That's yeah. completely possible, right? You well, and know. I've heard, I've heard too, and I don't know if we talked about this pre-show, but. I've heard that Nintendo is like courting some of its like uh, IP with third party studios. Right. I've heard that better, better potential uh, development might be a um, option that they do that. And some people have pointed toward, you know, you you mentioned like, you know, uh, something that changes and changes aspects of what people and fans love about it consistently. And every generation would be Pokemon. A lot of people, you know, quit or put forth that Pokemon might be that franchise. But the thing with that is it's got three different, you know, ownership stakes. I think the most likely franchises are the dead are the like dormant franchises like the King of zero. Yeah. Those are the ones that they're probably shopping or I would love if they did that with like Star Fox, man. I would love a a Star Fox tier Star Fox entry coming back. I could see that, too. So let's talk Starfield. Mm-hmm. We have, uh, you know, we've really done a lot with Star, spent a lot of time with Starfield. Um, this is our third episode. So if you're just now jumping in and and want to hear more about Starfield, uh, we've got two previous episodes from last year where we talked Starfield in a less spoiler way. First episode was pretty open and broad, um, very little spoilers, just kind of our our thoughts on early thoughts on Starfield. Our second one went a lot into side quests and what we experienced and what we liked about that, not touching really the main story. This one is going to be no holds bar. We're going to talk everything full spoilers. Um, So if you haven't played Starfield and you don't want any spoilers, this is probably a time to close your ears and and uh, move somewhere else away from before we get into spoiler territory. I did look up the patch notes and it's just a bunch of boring bug fixes. So nothing, okay. Nothing going nothing, on. Yeah. Nothing fun. To get excited about. There, there are a couple of things that I will mention as well. Um, just just per usual. Starfield came out September 6, 2023, originally for the Xbox uh, and Windows. It is on Game Pass. And I say originally, that's the only platforms it's on. <laughs> um, yeah. <laughs> Some recent, you know, the Metacritic's 
see. We should go back and look and see what it was before. But currently, we're looking at uh, generally favorable critic score, about 83. Some mixed user reviews at about 6.9 out of 10. But the majority of those are favorable. Uh, we do have some less favorable reviews in there. You know, I I, I really like Starfield. I, I don't know why. I, I don't think it got bad reviews. I don't know why people hate. You know, there it, it's a game it's, people really like to hate for some hate on. I it. think the problem with Starfield for a lot of folks, especially those who are big Bethesda fans, is it's their first normal release since Fallout 4. Yeah. Right? Fallout 4. Um, and I, I personally feel, as someone who spent a lot of time in Fallout 4, um, it does not have the replayability of Fallout 4. It doesn't, I'm sorry, it doesn't it, have the what ability? The replayability. Starfield of, doesn't. Starfield doesn't. And it's, it's beautiful, <laughs> it's fun, I enjoyed the playthrough, but like the more I think I think about it post playing. I'm just like, you know, yeah. and um, there was even a, uh, a a group of modders that started. I forget what oh, a multiplayer mod for it. And they just stopped. And then people were like, why are you not doing this anymore? They're like, the game's just meh, <laughs> you know, and, and it's I, I, I feel like Bethesda was able to um, parlay the hype of uh, their first First, their first, you know, unique IP ever, because, you know, I, I think Elder Scrolls was acquired and, and Fallout was acquired. Yeah. Um, but it also, I think, and th- I love Starfield. Don't get me wrong. Like, I love playing it. I made it a playthrough and a half pretty much, and I stopped. Um, but I think it's time, like everyone says, to abandon the creation engine. Um, yeah. And it's shown its age. And... Yeah, it's just—I don't know. It feels like this could have been released on the last generation. To me, I—I I agree. I mean, it—it it doesn't. It, it. I think if this releases last generation, this game is a huge. Yeah, yeah, huge it's, success because it looks for an Xbox One game looks really good, um, plays pretty well, has a lot to do. I think where this game really shines is the side quests. But a, yeah, what a lot yeah. of people wanted was open world exploration and it's just not as fun in that sense and i i wonder if that's what you're touching on with the replayability factor for fallout like it's more daunting than exciting i guess and 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 there's a lot of stuff to explore in starfield but the problem is is it's all locked behind load screens and so like in fallout i can put drop a pin on a map i can even go outside the actual borders you know i said far cry fallout um and go into the radiation zone and explore stuff that's not even technically on the map and it doesn't load um but the fact that every time you leave a planet every time you jump a system every time you do this or that or the other it's it's a loading screen and i think that we're spoiled in the sense that this generation has gotten the whole loading screen loading screens you know out of our heads but at the same time if the generation can do it why why not take advantage of it it seems like if they if if bethesda would have held on to this for like another half a year or another year they could have done a lot more with it um but it just kind of feels like they did the bare minimum to make people happy for 
40 hours and then they're just like, all right, that's it. <laughs> well, you know? which is interesting because they really are pushing this as a like a game to la- to keep playing for for well, 10 and I've years, heard, like a Skyrim. I've heard really cool stories of folks that have actually stuck with it and gone through the Unity multiple times. And there's this one where one of the characters in uh, Constellation is you. <laughs> and it's oh, really? Like, yeah. And it changes little things like that every new universe you enter. And I would like to see that, but I just don't feel like there's anything narrative-wise in that game that's exciting enough for me to keep going back and experiencing again. And that's so, a long playthrough to yeah. like well, play through like three, four, five, six times. Ten, ten times. You have to do it ten times yeah. in order to get everything. And and what I'll say about that is there's a quick way to do it. You don't have to do all that stuff. You can go in and um, just say, hey, when you go to uh, uh, the 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 what the main house, I forget what it's called. When you go to the house and you say and you meet with them for the first time and you say, look, I've done all this stuff. This is what it is. Uh, they're like, oh, OK. And you just skip all this stuff at the beginning. And then all you have to do is go collect the the pieces of the unity. And then wow. so it's like two hours to play through again, as opposed to the 40 hours to play through. And, well, and what about like the side stuff? I mean, are you, don't you expected, to, you're not expected to play through to like to, regain yeah. equipment or anything like that. I, well, I so you do have you, to regain equipment when you, so that's the thing that there's some things that like, I get it, but all, cause it's supposed to be a new game plus. So you yeah. start with all your skills, but not your equipment. I kind of get that, but you get new equipment. Like you get the, 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 the ship. Yeah. You get that special ship, which is yeah. really badass, except it's missing things like it doesn't have a bed in it. And it's cargo sleep. Is sucks. Yeah, it's just not it's neat, but it's 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 too bare bones. And the I only like good the thing about ships. it is you can jump anywhere in the galaxy without um, having to stop other places. And it's it's good in combat, too. Like, it's pretty good in combat. Um, I like but, the star shit better still. You like I, I do, too. I do too. I think it's a cooler ship. So, you know, when you go through the unity and you beat the game, you, you also get the, the, the suit, the that yeah, special I suit as well, suit. which is, it looks pretty badass. but what it, I like it's, about it is you don't have one to carry suit. a pack with it though. And it, and it, that's one bit of weight you don't have to account for. That's what I yeah. love about it. I, I like that you can mix and match things though with the other stuff. You know, you, yeah. Yeah. With, it's not a huge drawback, but I will say going back and playing the game again, I missed my guns like something fierce and something yeah. I can say about that, though. And I, I was the same way. But through my second playthrough, I started using amazing guns that I looked at in my first playthrough. I'm like, I'm not going to use that. But like, That's they're, true. Way, they're way better. But at the same time, if I go through the unity again, I'm going to lose all of those. But like, yeah, but there's this one gun, man, that I found in the first playthrough that was just <laughs> a beast and i cannot get it again is that like one punch man it pretty much it was it was one, it was one gun one, no uh, that's a joke it was a varoon gun though like and yeah. it was like it was one the gun best, man best all he needs is one gun and it was a one shot kill like just yeah bam, bam. there was some badass games you get if you did like the right little combination of things during side quests or even the main story i just landed on a random moon and cleared out of a rune uh group of bandits and got back. Okay. they just dropped it 
and and so your chances of getting something like that again you know Slim it's the roll of the dice right <laughs> right R&D, so that baby. that's that is a drawback of this because the it's not a true new game plus it's it's a new game but it's actually continuing on from your last playthrough and so you kind of want to actually continue on from your last playthrough yeah. and so josh have you gone through the unity at the end uh, of the game i have and i think i'm in like i i saved right at the uh um start of the second playthrough okay. or whatever but like I at that point I was like I'll I'll do this later like I, I've already played through the <laughs> game other once. Things to do yeah well it's, yeah I mean it, I got I got like uh, I want to wrap up Final Fantasy 16 we got other games oh, yeah. coming out in like uh, late September October it's just like I don't want to replay you know 50 hours again if that's really what some yeah, of this you might amount to, to yeah you don't have to do yeah, that which uh, I didn't but, know at the time. And, and I'm like three quarters of a second playthrough and I really want to finish it just because I, I think that's pretty much the most I'm going to get out of this game. But I, I will say the way they did the new the idea behind the new game plus story wise is genius. Like, yeah, I, think I think it's it. really cool that you go through this. Yeah. The unity into a new universe. And that's the new game plus. I'm like, that is really neat. Um, but in, in theory, right, that's really neat in theory. But the drawback is. If you want to do get everything you can, you have to go do all those temples again, which I don't yeah. know about you guys. Those temples get old. Yeah. Sometimes well, they just, take so weird. freaking long. Yeah, just like floating through the green yeah. or gold dust clouds or whatever. It's just like, yeah. okay, what is the point of this? Like, can't there's I like... some of them that you'll nail them, but it still yeah. takes, it feels it's like one... 10 minutes. And you're just oh like, my gosh, it's, yeah. it's like there's a glitch in it, I think, where like some, yeah, like to your point, like you'll hit it, but it acts like you didn't hit it because yeah. it doesn't yeah. increase the resonating sound yeah. volume. Yeah. <laughs> the organ. Yeah. That, yeah, that is something that needs to be patched i think if this game is going to be something people replay for 10 years they need to find a quality of life enhancement to do to get through those things a little less painfully well and bethesda too i think they need to put in and you know my my ride or die game it is showing you can do this putting in just little bits of content to that you can go back to and and be worth it because like okay you can speed run it and do it in two hours once you go to the unity but what's the point like (laughs) you know like when i think i think what they go back in it what what they lack you know thinking about these um it's not very there's no like build-up right you just go to a marker on a map and then you float through some dust and then you have a new ability it's not you have to fight one of the the yeah yeah, it's not Star like it's not things. like Skyrim, Star you points. know, where you, where you would go through a a dungeon to get to a word wall, you know, and there was like significance to uh, navigate yeah. through something and, and you know kind of feel like you're exploring something. It's just you're literally going to a landmark, floating through stuff, and then uh, somehow you end up on the roof of it and you're fighting a <laughs> a, a starborn. Yeah. It was really <laughs> cool the first maybe two or three times I did it, but to do it 10 or however many times every playthrough really old, really fast. You know, I don't, I don't want to do that every time. And the only reason that's the only reason it takes longer than two hours to beat the first play, this, this additional playthrough is if you wanted to get all those to get the most out of every playthrough, because every time you get one of those, it upgrades one of your, 
starborn abilities, which yeah. is cool. Like I'd like to max those out and to max them all out, you have to do it like 10 times and then you get a special armor and thing for doing that. It's not worth it to me. You know, I was just thinking about this as we were talking. I think one of the re- one of the things that holds out, holds back the replayability of this game is when you play Skyrim, you know, I can go beat the main story and then I can go back in and explore all these different areas that I haven't been to yet. I could go to a different corner of the map and find new missions and stuff, new story elements, side quests that I hadn't done. And yes, you can do that in this game. Don't get me wrong. But once you do the new game plus, you have to do all that stuff over again. Right. Well, and to piggyback off of that, because I was having a very similar thought as well. um, A little different is I feel like it's, Starfield minus like the different faction quests, which are fun. Don't get me wrong. They're they're they're, a lot of fun. Good stories in there too. Other than those in the main quest line, I feel all the other side quests are like 20, 30 minute jaunts to collect or do some skullduggery here, do little things, whatever. And then it's over. Whereas like Skyrim and even our fallout, um, to some extent, I feel like you can stumble upon a quest line and be in it for five hours. It's just this random thing that you find. Um, and I just feel like for a game of this generation, it just, it's too much surface level for me. And, and again, I, Bethesda is probably my third favorite gaming stick. Like I love them. I love like, yeah, I love what they do. I love the style, but I just feel like after, the hype kind of settled and, and you kind of saw what it was. You're just kind of like, huh? Yeah. I wonder <laughs> if in part that this game suffers from being too big, like the scope. Think, yeah. Like yeah, it, the scope it, it wants, it wants big. to be too many different things, but it, in it, a lot it, of ways, enough right? of one thing, you know, because you yeah, cut you out could, some of the, ga- cause you go to some of the galaxies and there's nothing there. Like it'll, it'll, it might randomly generate something when you <clears> land, but like, the point <laughs> I, I you know and i get it they want it to feel like real space exploration and sometimes you go somewhere and there's really nothing there that ex- that like exciting in that sense and it's like i could i could stumble on this really cool mission but probably not if it's really that yeah. big it's yeah. going to be really hard to just find that that's why they have to make the coolest stuff things that people are likely to do and you're less likely to stumble on it. I, there are some cool things that you run into. Like we talked about the side quest where you run into the sentient, uh, um, voyage, like Voyager type probe. Yeah, thing. that was funny. Yeah. That was, that, that was, was very that was cool. Or the, or the people that left earth without uh-huh. the technology. That was a, fun yeah, quest. that yeah. was really cool, but you're not, I mean, a lot of, most people yeah. are going to play a whole, the whole game and never ever stumble upon that. And it's while like, that's yeah. neat, it's also it's like, how do we talk about that? How do we what if what if that's the thing that would have made this game enjoyable for me? But I didn't experience but, and then, like a lot of just like the encounter ex, uh, exploration stuff. You land yeah. on a planet. I cannot tell you how many times this happened because I'll go to the markers that I know there's raiders at so I can go and murk people. And then I'll go to a settlement and then they'll be like, oh, I need your help. I need raiders cleared out. I'm like, I already did that. They're like, oh, thanks. Well, <laughs> ooh, I will say in the funniest best mission i did run into in starfield and i only found out on my second playthrough was the camp of cloned world leaders yeah that <laughs> was that one. hilarious because uh they have uh fdrs there um that's cool 
<laughs> uh, Wyatt Earp is there. Amelia Earhart is now on my crew. Yeah. That's uh, cool. Which is crazy. And then um, it was funny because, uh, what was it? Wyatt Earp. Uh, Wyatt Earp, when you first meet him, he, he's it's like uh, he's like, I'm the sheriff and the innkeep. And then you find out later he's not Wyatt Earp. He's H.H. H. Holmes. <laughs> oh, gosh. <laughs> but Jagus Khan is there. Like, that was probably the most pleasant surprise yeah. in the game that I experienced. Well, and that's Just what I was going to so say is deep. what this game, you know, for how maybe we could comment on, like, not very cohesive it might be from, like, a uh, all elements, maybe including, you know, some of the main story stuff. What it really does well is that side story content stuff. You know, the, the side quest aspect uh-huh. of this game is what it is truly excelling at. So that is also probably a reason why, you know, maybe like future playthroughs might get stale because if you've already done all that, then, right, exactly. um, and you don't have to do it, you're just, you know, kind of truncating the main story like, you know, you had talked about Alex, which. Well, I think part of what they're doing, too, is they put in a lot of this other other stuff to kind of yeah. keep it interesting for people that. For me, it's just not I don't care as much about like shipbuilding. Yeah. I found that more cumbersome than enjoyable. And I had to do it a couple of times, especially for the main story. Like you have to have a ship that can jump far enough to yeah. get to the have last area. Gu- gotta have enough gummy blocks to put on it. Yeah, too. that's what it fu- and but I didn't the, care the about balance. that Kingdom Hearts gummy either. Blocks. <laughs> Balancing that was so difficult. Um, yeah. and you had I to had think to look, about it. And I had yeah, I had to look up I had to like, look stuff up because it power, doesn't explain how, it. What, the power to shrink to ratio it's just like god come on guys just or let me things don't them. i couldn't tell <laughs> if things were actually clipped on in the right like spot in the game to do this shit like i don't hmm. and I, I did not do any settlement building in this and that was the next thing i was going to say is the other thing is settlement building like seems like a neat idea but i don't care i you know i ultimately didn't care about that it's just one more thing to get attacked <laughs> yeah because things just, can attack it and it's just like why am i going to be off on the other side of the galaxy and then it's like your settlement's under attack it's like well crap well it's a fortress yeah i do want to i, I do want to <laughs> jump in i have set up i do want to jump in and talk a little bit about like some of the really some of the later story elements you know i thought it was really cool that you find out the starborn are actually people you've interacted with but from right. different different um different alternative universes, universes yeah. right yeah and depending on how things happen, you know, certain people, will, somebody will die in the game, right? And you have to make the choice. It's always the person you spent the most time with. So they actually kill the person that you probably liked the yeah. most. <clears throat> or it's it's always the two people, I should say. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And so you have to make a choice between two characters you probably like. Now, if you, you know, you may not care about the characters if you didn't really care about characters at all and you were most solo, right? But it was interesting um, that you you would do that and and you find out that that character who dies is actually one of the Starborns. Mm, mm-hmm. So, for for example, um, for for me, it was um, between Andre Andresia and um, oh my God, what's the cowboy? Sam. Sam. Sam Cohn. Um, so it was between those two. So I had to let one of them die, and I. You know, I had spent a lot of time uh, developing the relationship with Andreja, so I went and saved her. Yeah, Sam died, and he turns die. out to be one of the one of the Starborn, right? Yeah. 
What'd you say, Josh? I said you gotta let Sam die in that scenario. Had to let Sam die in that scenario. No, you I, can't, I you can't let your really snake mean. lady girlfriend die. Yeah. And it's one of those things is like that may be a reason to keep playing the game through multiple playthroughs, because if you do it right, you can actually save them on a subsequent playthrough. You can save well, both of them. That I mean, that kind of first experience, you know, from a story standpoint where you're inter- encountering the Starborn, you know, too, mm-hmm. they seem so like uh, far away from you in that, that you know, light years away from your capabilities from a technical, yeah. and, uh, you know, uh, intelligence standpoint when in they reality, seem alien. Yeah. You, yeah. you learn more about them and they're literally, and then you actually find out that they are just someone, you know, from a different reality or mm-hmm. a, a different, uh, um, uh, uh, multiverse, you know? Right. Yeah. So, um, so, and then, and you're kind of like, okay, well now I, know a little bit more about maybe what might be motivating this character too. Um, it's just interesting how they built that. And then, um, you know, on subsequent playthroughs, obviously now that you know the, the gimmick, um, what does that do to how you would choose to attack certain things, Alex and or Jared? So I haven't gotten to that point in a subsequent okay. playthrough, Yeah, I haven't either. but my, my understanding, cause I looked it up is if you play your cards, right on a subsequent playthrough, since you know what happens, you can actually set things up. So both people survive. So everybody survives. Okay. However, if you don't do it right, someone still dies. I, I will say uh, something that made me giggle more than once on the second playthrough was the starborn answer you can give now to stuff. And so yeah. like people will ask you a question and you throw back this like very ominous, vague, <laughs> like as if I know, or you and I, you've always been a great <laughs> friend. And the person's just like, uh, huh? <laughs> like, I don't know you. <laughs> and that was really that. Yeah, yeah I that like that. Giggle a lot. <laughs> I thought you're going to be like something like, uh, you know, something akin to Carl from uh, Aqua Teen Hunger Force, <laughs> like where they're like, he's like, doesn't matter. None of this matters. Yeah. Like, like about their problems. I need my, like, me and my daughter, Sam's talking about him and his daughter's relationship with their mom. And you're just like, this it doesn't matter. No, no. <laughs> He's like, I've heard it before. It's boring. <laughs> Essentially. So the other thing I'll point out, what do you guys think about the lore? You know, after you play through and you kind of do the main story and you find out where the starborn come from and how the, the technology was developed. I think it's cool, and I think it's very human. Um, You're talking about on Mars, or excuse me, uh, Earth, Moon? Yeah, that's really mostly what I'm thinking about, is when you go to that part of the quest, when you go to Earth and you're going through that NASA station, and there's that underground area, and you're kind of reading the the logs from the scientists there, and how really one of them kind of, you know, screwed the pooch. Yeah. <laughs> and kill and basically killed Earth. No, and I, I like that. I think and it's very I think it's very plausible that that could happen in, you know, a couple hundred years. Fifty yeah. years. <laughs> and you essentially years. you essentially change, you know, a a race that's uh colonized and dominated one planet into a uh a series of nomads, you know, that go out and that are uh, splintered. I mean, you yeah. got you got multiple factions. You have this weird cult yeah. <laughs> that came out of it. Like, um, yeah, I, I think it's it's very cool and it's very 
I can see humanity if we make it off this rock permanently going in that way. Well, and and that to me is Bethesda. That's where Bethesda shines the most is the lore and the writing underneath underneath the exploration, right? And to that point, you know, if if their goal is to, as we've kind of alluded to and maybe mentioned outright, make this a game that you come back to and experience and keep playing for, uh, uh, you know, five plus years, they're going to have to add content like that and build they will there's going to be dlc you know? for sure and, well and, and not only that but probably like where it's progressing uh in like actual time to mm-hmm. you know uh outcomes of what you have done in perhaps maybe your first or second playthrough of the game and kind of how that has led to um you know like what what you choose to do with uh how you for for instance like how you choose to handle the uh outbreak I'm blanking on what it was. The uh, um, what are they called? Tell uh, terror. The telemor- Yeah, the terror outbreak kind of stuff. Like what you choose to do with kind of that moral quandary. Yeah. Um, like if that sets up a DLC or a like kind of like a next season, if you will, of uh, you know a decade and a half maybe down the road, something like that. You know, that- there's now a plague because you yeah. chose to use the the biological answer, right? Instead of having the, the you use the um, scientific one instead of having the, the I forgot what the creatures are, the creatures that naturally eat the terror yeah, to big, spread, the right? Old, yeah, the big old looking things. Yeah, big old um, I, I think Bethesda has a good opportunity if they support this game the right way over the next few years, I think they can really kind of pick the ball back up and 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 create a really fun ongoing experience. However, I think what their long-term goal for this game is to release one or two DLC that'll give you 15 to 20 hours of additional gameplay, give you mod support, give you an attaboy and say have fun. I think that's what they're going to end up doing. Yeah. Um and if they do that, great mod support's fun, but it only goes so far. And it's well, only fun when there's stuff to do with a modded game. And when the uh, when it's funded. <laughs> well, I was gonna say when <laughs> when people are interest in interested in modding it. Like if people yeah. have no interest in mod it, like you were you were talking about yeah. the the they just well, started they, yeah, the co-op and then every, left it. Yeah. You know, if if things like that happen, if people don't find an interest in doing that, that isn't going to keep the game alive because no one's going to do anything yeah. with it. But if, if Bethesda were to do that, though, um, I mean, that would kind of be sort of a... I don't know if I'd call it a paradigm shift for the style of game that this is, but it would definitely uh, shake some things up as to what expectations could be with a... Uh, you know, single-player RPG game going forward. Essentially, it, it seems essentially as though it's like a single-player RPG that can be um, supported as if it was like an MMO, right? Well, you know? that's that's what I think, because if No Man's Sky and Cyberpunk have both shown yeah. that you can take a very bare-bones game and you can make it incredible. Mm-hmm. And um, I think Bethesda should follow that lead and do that here and instead of i mean i don't know who's still playing fallout 76 i guess a lot of people because they keep coming out with releases for it but take some of those resources put it into starfield because this game is your first original idea like prop it up and make it better because like there's 
again, like I, Starfield's a really fun game. I truly enjoyed playing it. I will jump back into it at some point. I just not now because there's too many things to play. But they just I, I, I want Bethesda to do better. I, this game I, arguably has a better base than, say, like No Man's Sky or Cyberpunk did. Right. Yeah, for sure. When, when they and they turn those games into really i mean people look back and they're amazing games and this, like yeah, this was in a way the, better state than both of those games were yeah cyberpunk had the like story and gameplay and stuff the problem was it was broken it wasn't finished right and then that, now it's fantastic and no man's sky just had completely nothing in it. it it's a completely different game it it finally lives up to the yeah. promise it, that it it was essentially a, a walking simulator you know that you traveled yeah, once you got yeah, over planet the, to planet ooh, i took off and went into space once you got over that like you're yeah. just like, oh this game is what it is and that's what i i feel starfield once that initial excitement and because we've all been waiting for it for so long because they announced it forever ago um once that wears off you're just kind of left with starfield yeah <laughs> and, and it's it, just like it, it's really neat it's got some really cool things to it the 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 neatness of being out in outer space does a lot of the heavy lifting and like, you know, just like we just mentioned it, once that, once the novelty wears off, it's like, Oh, this is just an okay experience. Like it's a good game. Don't get me wrong. I still think it's a seven, eight out of 10, somewhere around there. Yeah. It's not, it's not what we hoped for, but maybe this is the, this is the platform in which they build a 10 out of 10 Starfield 2 or this becomes a 10 out of 10 when they add to it and they need to work like I don't want to detract from the voice acting in this game because it was incredible um, yeah, it was it was but I good. just feel like the writing for the characters was a little flat and I just don't feel like I cared a whole lot about anybody minus my boo Andresia <laughs> um but yeah. i just i just didn't care <clears throat> you know like i enjoyed the robot too i did i, I, I liked him too. him too much i i i've used him a lot in my second playthrough because until you've kind of developed some relationships nobody wants to hang out with you oh yeah because you're like, like this weird guy that comes in and claims to be like starts mansplaining everything to yeah everybody. essentially and so they're like they're like uh hey go hang out with the robot for a little bit <laughs> like i apologize for my attempt at an informal greeting or whatever hi sorry <laughs> uh yeah uh, i thought that was pretty cool and that's that's this game has a has some heart underneath it that really yeah. helps it shine and it just it just needed a little bit something else. You know, I don't know exactly what that is, but it, it's just not all quite there. You know, had this been on a on a new engine and everything upgraded a little bit, well, maybe that's the spark that changes this discussion a little bit to now this is an amazing game that's just a little disjointed, or maybe it's no no loading screens anymore. So, you know, something along those lines makes yeah. a big difference for this game because it's like almost there. Mm-hmm. It's just not quite there do you, remove I mean, like two or three clicks to get to places like do you, that, do you, yeah, yeah i wasn't say do you think that you would uh be able to overlook some of the repetitiveness maybe if the loading screens were yeah less present yeah so yeah, okay. it, it, it that that is an automatic immersion killer for me yeah get me into 
the thing I'm doing quicker, you know, because yeah. I'm I'm thinking about a story mission right now. You know, the one where you get the distress signal yeah. mm-hmm. and you go to this base and they're like, what are you talking about? There's no distress signal here. Yeah. And you're jumping through time, essentially, or universes. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That was so cool. But well, if I have to, like, spend 10 minutes to click on this and click on that to get there, it's like, OK, yeah. that's not that, you know, it, maybe I don't play that long because of well, the more it, elegant ways yeah. to, to to hide loading screens that yeah. they could do better with that they didn't and, and, and initially i didn't understand what they were talking about with with the cumbersomeness of the uh inventory system yeah but as you spend more time with that it's like yeah. okay this seem i could see why it seemed like a good idea at first but over time it gets really cumbersome and is kind of a headache to deal with all the time yeah yeah well and then uh, you know it is 2023 or 2024 excuse me um and you know i don't know about you guys but once i kind of come to the conclusion after experiencing five loading screens that are you know upwards of 30 to 60 seconds um I, I start to pick up my phone and yeah. uh, goof around on the internet while I'm waiting for it to load. And then I'm goofing around on the internet while it's loaded for an additional minute, maybe. So I'm just, mm-hmm. you know, I do that. You do that over and over and over again in a game like this, where it has all those load screens, You're, those minute, those extra minutes that are adding to the playthrough um, really add up. Yeah. It's a momentum killer too. Yeah. Like your momentum. Me. And I started doing that during some dialogue stuff at some point because yeah. like, yeah. Uh, yeah, I might as well just look at this because I'm already interested in it. And it takes away from some of the grandeur that is in this game. Yeah. I think. I, you know, I really feel that way. Well, I think we've spent as much time talking about Starfield that we're going to for now. And, I mean, and I, this and is I, real quite quickly, a bit. I know this sounded, you know, overtly negative, but it's not. It's just it's a, like for what it was supposed to be. I just feel like it deserves some criticism, constructive criticism like this, but it's, it's a great game. It's a fun game. It looks really nice. Um, There's a lot of worthwhile things to experience in it. So definitely go through and play it once. Like we don't want you to think that um, it's not worth playing because it definitely Mm -hmm. is, but just don't feel like you have to build your ship or don't feel like you have to build out do, do what you, you want like. to do in it and and yeah. take what you want from it and get out it's not for how long yeah. this game was in development yeah you kind of expect it to be a little more polished and i was expecting uh, the witcher you know, 3 uh, at minimum a little more as thought far as put into depth and I, I don't uh, i would that. argue that this game is actually very polished especially for well, a bethesda game but I, i'm, I'm oh, saying yeah. like you know when it comes to like for how long you were in development and you didn't like see how some of these aspects of the game could get stale you know um that i guess that's my point because you've play tested this over the course of well, a decade to and, that same extent josh what, i wonder how much of of what we're experiencing is because this game was in development for so long. Like it's well, turned that development quicker. Optimistic though about the direction of Bethesda is this is the last game that was not controlled by Microsoft. And yeah. moving forward, Microsoft is going to have its hands in it, and Microsoft is going to probably require minus minus Redfall. That was they dropped the ball there, but they're going to require we don't talk about that game. Standard, I feel moving forward. And yeah. they're going to give the resources. And I hopefully Microsoft has the, the in power to say, look, guys, you're using Unreal 5. Like, yeah. we're, 
we're done with this creation engine well, because I feel I like Starfield was the ceiling for the creation yeah. engine. I don't know that Microsoft does that. I don't think Microsoft is that hands-on in general, uh, other than I, they're going to The check money in they spent more. on this, though, and the reaction that Starfield yeah. got, they're going to definitely jump in there and say, come on, guys. Well, as long as Microsoft stepping in leads to more expedited uh, development cycles of Elder Scroll games, then yeah. <laughs> I, I'm all about that. That's something they got to figure out is how do we how do we make a triple A experience that is big and expansive that doesn't take a, te- you know, a decade to build? Well, and yeah. I think they'll be able to do that I don't by the giving answer. them the resources, because I think that Bethesda is always punched above its weight and they grew very big for what they were. Um, and now I just feel like pulling the obsidian obsidian team and have them work on like they need to do more stuff like that. <laughs> I, you know, I think that's a that's a thought too. Is say, hey, we need a we need a Skyrim, we we need an Elder Scrolls side story to cover the ten year gap we've got. So let's have Obsidian make a you know a game set in Daggerfall. Yeah, the Daggerfall. Let's let's have them do a twenty hour side story, which right, I exactly. think before Bethesda was purchased. The idea was Avowed is going to fill that gap of an art mm. of, of a first person magical fantasy RPG. Now they get to shift it a little bit because they don't have to worry about filling that gap in the same sense because they own, you know, Elder Scrolls. But we need to fill the timeline. We, we need something to come out that's going to help people stay invested until an Elder Scrolls comes in. Well, and I'm sure Todd's going to be watching Avowed kind of nervously. Because I think that if Avowed is a hit and it's wonderful and it, and it does better than what they're expecting, they're going to go to Todd Howard and be like, look, dude, <laughs> this studio just did your 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 bread and butter better than you do. This, you should probably retire. Honestly, what they should do is look at Avowed as kind of, a, a, hey, if Avowed does something a little bit differently and it works out, let's take that. Yeah. Let's steal that. I mean, because it's all within the same family at this point. No, Let's yeah, use yeah. that. Let's look at what other games are doing. We have enough time before the next Elder Scrolls comes out that we can start to add some of these cool quality of life features. Because that was one of the things with Baldur's Gate 3 that people turned and looked at Starfield and said, hey, this feels really old because Baldur's Gate 3 is doing some similar things in a little bit more modern fashion. Now, I don't completely agree with that in the same sense. They're completely different games. Yeah. And you can take those lessons and learn from them. I just don't want Bethesda to have to make up lost ground in the same way that Bioware has to now. Yeah. Um, Because Bioware is completely on an apology tour. And I don't think I don't want Bethesda to have to develop from that perspective. I don't think that's going to happen. Maybe I'm being optimistic, but I don't think Starfield was a... I think it was a letdown, but it was definitely not a failure. No, it wasn't a but failure. It wasn't, just, it wasn't a flop. Yeah, it was a. It's a very good game that is doing quite well. Uh, it's it, you know it, I I think I I think that this was just a learning opportunity, and if they do learn mm-hmm. from that opportunity, then then we're and, we're going to get and, a better Elder Scrolls Six because of and it. And what's the and what again? What's the biggest takeaway from that learning opportunity? I guess I mean in each of our opinions, mine would be um, 
be comfortable and uh, with being flexible on what you're developing the, the platform you're developing the game on. Don't feel like you can't. It might be it might take resources, but you know if you if you have to move it to a newer engine to develop mid cycle, yeah. uh, then you know understand that that's because of the hardware that you're going to be releasing this on, and you're doing it with for, uh, foresight for that. Sure. My... I'm looking to see if we know what engine Elder Scrolls 6 is using. Um, it's Creation Engine 2. Elder Scrolls 6? Yeah. <laughs> Be the second game developed in the studio's in-house engine Creation 2. So it's the same It's the same engine as Starfield, which, I don't know, I, I would like to see something else. Yeah. But I don't know if that I don't know what debt, you know, that that's coming from. Let, let's see what the um, 27 or 28, see, probably. I don't see a citation on that. Hmm. Well, so it might not be. I mean, it's probably accurate. just the best assumption at this point. <laughs> well, and it's a, it, it is a smart uh, guess if it's if it is a guess. Yeah. Um, and it, it does make sense, but I would like I, there was just some things about Creation Engine too that it struggled. Like the lighting at times was really weird, and uh, you know it just it could have been better. Use Unreal Five, man. And yeah. Halo's moving to Unreal Five because it's a it's a fantastic engine, and it's as, it's about as realistic Dude, as things get right Red now. Red Engine is a wonderful engine. Red Engine Two that CD Projekt uses, but they're they're jumping Unreal because it's better. It's also it's easier, easier to get new people in. And, and you don't and have to have any in-house resources to support that engine. You can just say, hey, Epic Games, I need this. And they'll be like, you got it. Yeah. So anyway. So I guess elevator pitch. Last final thoughts on Starfield. It's a good game that attempted some really interesting things it didn't quite hit the mark. It reached for the stars, but fell just short. Right. Yeah. yeah. But I, I, we're all optimistic to see what happens. And it's a worthwhile playthrough. Oh yeah. Times. But I would say, I would say go deep in that playthrough, find all the, the crazy whimsical stuff and don't worry about doing a new game. Plus that's kind of what I'm thinking too. So anyway, so I'm aware of the time we've been over on this episode for over an hour now, probably hold what else we've been playing. I honestly, I've been playing a lot of stuff that I almost wouldn't mind doing a full episode just on what else we've been playing over the holidays. Yeah. Yeah. I have a, I have, I've been playing a lot of stuff too. I'm about to beat something. I need to jump into uh Assassin's Creed still. I want to play Dune Spice Wars. I, yeah. uh, we're going to do Resi. So yeah, I think we can hold off. Um, I mean, Alex and I have played several of the same games. I mean, uh, Mario RPG, Mario Super Mario Wonder. Wonder, Baldur's Gate 3. Yeah. Um, and then I've also, on top of that, been playing uh, a triangle strategy. Lately. Oh, I'd be Just interested to hear that. how that is, too. But, I like uh, it. We can, we can table that for a side episode, maybe. You know, something that I didn't mention that I have to mention real quick in our news um, Nintendo Switch Online just added the Golden Sun games to the oh, Game yeah. Boy Advance, 
those games are so awesome. So if you're yeah. an RPG fan that likes turn-based RPGs, go play those. They do a great they have a great story. The the art is very neat. Um I was noticing it's a little dated. Not the art style isn't dated, but the just because it's not remasters, it's a little dated looking because it was made for the Game Boy Advance. And the puzzle solving is really cool. And it, it does it really reminds. Well, I guess um, Sea of Stars really reminds me of those games. Um, so I, I as you alluded to, Jared, next month we will cover the Resident Evil 2 remake that was just added to Game Pass. Mm-hmm. We'll have a detailed discussion on that. And we may have a couple of bonus episodes coming out for folks because we have a lot to talk about since we were kind of we last year. We were really uh, busy and not able to do a lot of stuff. Well, I know we kind of lost steam on our Halo thing, too, because we had watched through it and then we tried to watch through it again and record. But hopefully we can get into a swing to where we can yeah. be fresh on it this time. Yeah. around. So. So we got some stuff coming for you this year. We're going to we're going to hit a little bit harder Um, with that. This has been play to win. You can check us out on X, Twitter, whatever. Just call it Twitter. (laughs) Yeah, it it is. It's just like it'll always be the Sprint Center Mm -hmm. at uh, pod underscore win. Please also hit us up on our email address, email address at play the number two win pod at gmail.com we love to hear your thoughts tell us what you want us to play next give us your insights on the games uh we always put out questions on some of the the gaming subreddits as well to kind of spark some discussion so if you're in there feel free to chat with us otherwise we will see you next month toodles bye